Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. I hope you're well. Hope you're all doing amazing. I want to talk about holiday season because it's literally just coming up to Christmas, just coming up to New Year's, and I know there can be quite a lot of struggles. And I put up a little question box in my broadcast channel on my main Instagram, and there was like I literally just said like what are you struggling with or what do you struggle with and loads of people just wrote things in and I literally thought I would just go one by one talk about some of the main things that came up my opinion on it or my take on it um, and hopefully it can help because the holidays can be an amazing time but it can also be a struggle depending where you're at in yourself and I think that's like probably one of the first things to say is that over your lifetime you're going to experience so many different holidays so don't get mad if you have a few in a row that haven't gone completely amazing because if you're not in a great place no wonder the holiday season isn't going to be the most amazing time but it doesn't last like that because you're continually working on yourself you're going to continually grow you're always going to be doing a little bit better one day one point there will be a turning point and every year will just get better. I've been through a load of, you know, Christmases where I haven't felt too great. And probably my lowest one was definitely when I had my eating disorder three years ago. And it was literally like the Christmas from hell because I was just struggling so much. I'd binge eating, bulimia, like it was horrendous and it was so so hard and I just want to share a few things I will start with eating stuff just because that's kind of what I've already like started going into um but somebody said struggling to eat intuitively while still tracking now I won't lie I think the obvious thing is within the sentence you can't really eat intuitively while you're tracking because if you're tracking you're judging your hungerness hunger hungerness that's not really a word you're judging your eating depending on what you have actually eaten or going to eat or feel bad if you've eaten more than what you were supposed to do rather than eat intuitively and i just want to give a heads up that holiday eating is different and it's okay like it's literally okay and I think it is harder when you've practiced for a long time eating clean or being on a diet or restricting to then suddenly be put in a situation where you are exposed to all the foods that scare the life out of you and definitely something that helps is by practicing in the year itself and not restricting those foods for a long while so that when Christmas comes around it's scary now you might be like well Anna that's too late because Christmas is just around the corner I haven't been doing that that's okay but take it in to when Christmas is over don't tell yourself that you have to get back to this clean rigid lifestyle maybe make one of your new year's resolutions as I'm actually going to try be a little bit more relaxed with my eating I'm going to try include different foods that potentially scare me so I can get rid of that fear because that's definitely something that helped me was you know I used to be terrified of just like a box of chocolates out at Christmas because I wanted to eat every single one because I never 
allowed myself to eat that. Whereas when I went into recovery, I remember chocolate really scared me, even though I loved chocolate as a kid. And I just started having like a little bit every day. And maybe not every single day, but if I'm being honest, probably was. And then I remember when Christmas came around like two years ago, so my year after recovery, I literally like didn't have any guilt because when I picked up a few chocolates, I was literally like, I do this in my day-to-day life. So it's literally the same. And if I want more, that's absolutely okay. To have a full tummy on Christmas is a bloody blessing. To be able, like, the amount of people that don't get to have that, it is a, like, it's a privilege. And not to say go, I don't know, like, don't listen to your body. But, you know, there's a difference between eating till you're full and then potentially binge eating when you're literally, like, pushing your body past fullness but the binge eating comes in when you decide to feel guilty about it or potentially use it as a way to push emotions down and so just being aware of that but I would go into Christmas or any like Christmas dinners or stuff like that being like this is just a moment to enjoy my time with my friends and family enjoy the food and it is okay to have a full tummy because as intuitive eater I like to stop when I'm full and there are times when I'm eating a delicious burger and fries I don't want to stop when I'm full because it tastes so good I just want to finish my plate I don't get myself in a twist about it I don't say I'm not an intuitive eater I'm just enjoying my food you're allowed to do it so I really don't want you to feel guilty if you feel full and you still want an extra roast potato you feel full and you still want Christmas pudding or chocolates it's okay it's Christmas so let just let that soak in um believe what I say because it's honestly true so yeah in terms of like eating intuitively just go in have little bits of everything you want have your dinner have your lunch whatever that is and really every time one of the biggest things that helped me was before I put something in my mouth instead of going I shouldn't have this I feel guilty I would literally go, I'm allowed to have this. I am not committing a crime. I do not feel guilty. And just by like setting that tone before you eat it really, really helped me. And being like, you, like you're like you allowed to do this. In terms of, you know, people put feeling bad for eating unhealthy foods. Naturally around Christmas, there's going to be more, you know, quote unquote unhealthy foods. It doesn't matter like again this is what life's about if you think about your lifestyle or your dream lifestyle not in a restrictive way but in like a balanced way you would have a lifestyle that included balanced eating throughout your day eating the things you crave but you also would love the lifestyle of having your friends over and getting a takeaway pizza you would love to make s'mores and homemade cookies with your friends right it's the same with christmas in reality we all kind of want to just enjoy food at christmas be full have yummy food that someone else has made or you've made and so include that in your yearly lifestyle so you've got your daily lifestyle but then you've also got your yearly lifestyle and that is to enjoy yourself on the holidays and so when you go into christmas be like 
well, in reality, this is what I want. You don't actually want to feel guilty. You don't actually want to restrict on Christmas. You are low-key lying to yourself if that's what you actually want because at heart, we're all kids. And every kid at Christmas just eats to their heart content, whatever, wants dessert, wants ice cream, wants everything. And so if you can understand that, then when the holidays come over, you'd be like, well, this is what I want in my lifestyle. I want to be able to eat balanced on my on my on most days i want to be able to enjoy food with my friends and family i want to be able to have desserts i want to be able to eat something with my boyfriend i want to eat something with my girlfriend do you know what i mean like you want to go out for nice dinners and so definitely don't feel bad about eating unhealthy foods it's not going to do any major detriment to your health the fact that you're happy is the main thing and the fact that you're not allowing guilt in is the second main thing soon as you feel guilty about it your mental health is going to drop whereas reality is a cookie's not going to hurt you i bloody have a cookie of chocolate or i had a what did i have today i had a muffin top did you know that's a thing they don't just at the bakery i asked them i was like right so do you just do you make whole muffin and cut the top off and they're like no no we just make muffin tops it's the top part of the muffin but it's as big as a muffin but it's like a flat muffin oh my god it was incredible it was literally the yummiest part of the muffin anyways what i'm trying to say is that i eat the foods that you quote unhealthy foods every single day i do and i don't see it as a negative thing I'm still getting my greens in my creatine my electrolytes i'm going to the gym i don't see it as a minus i see it as a plus because i'm eating what makes me happy i'm living a balanced lifestyle i'm feeling good in my body and what it does is it allows me to not do the all or nothing which is another thing that people said is that they struggle with the all or nothing and the reason why you're struggling with all right all of the foods and not being able to control yourself is because you're wanting yourself to do nothing either whereas i purposely go into my days going i don't want all or nothing i want a balance because if i restrict myself i know myself way too well and I don't even go into it nowadays. Like for the last few years, I haven't even tried to do it because I know the backlash when you have a past of binge eating disorder. If you purposely restrict yourself for a week, you are going to be, like if you're a binge eater, you are going to binge on one of the days and I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to put my body through that. I, I, I love my body and I don't want to put my body through an insane amount of food to the point where I feel sick because I didn't let myself have a little bit of that every single day so that's me knowing myself and when I said at the beginning about when I struggled really badly one of the Christmases like three years ago I kid you not like I remember I got my plate and I don't even like I was so scared to like eat or like the whole experience my my focus was not we oh my god it was we were literally looking out onto sunset. I was in Aruba, so the Caribbean. Got all my family friends. They put on this massive barbecue. There was meats, there was garlic bread, there was salads, there was everything. And I remember I put on my plate exactly what I thought I was allowed to have. So I put on a load of salad, had a little bit of protein, like I had my protein, put like one slice of garlic bread, right? And I really restricted myself, but in my head I was like, this is what you're allowed to eat. I sat down and ate it soon as I ate it I was like I need more like I need more that wasn't enough so I had already restricted myself right and then I was like oh my god I need to go get more so I went and got to get more and every I don't know how many plates I had 
every plate after that I felt so guilty because I had already put an expectation of what I was allowed to eat that Christmas whereas now I serve my food up I don't tell myself that's all I'm gonna have I can have as many as I want whereas that Christmas it was like I put off my starter plate of everything I thought I was allowed and then because I went back so many times I was like every single time is just more than what I was thought I was allowed to have and it really really affected me and and then I remember like you know obviously I don't want to trigger people with like binge eating disorder but then obviously like the desserts came out and I literally could not stop eating and I think this was even Christmas Eve like this was kind of our celebration we had it on Christmas Eve and I remember I went into the bedroom I was so dissociated I was everyone was playing games having fun I was in my own fucking world went in the room and I just had I was having a panic attack I didn't know what to do I was like oh my fucking god you've ruined all your progress like you you've restricted all week and now you just ruined it like what are you gonna do you have to be in a bikini tomorrow like I was stressing so much and that's actually what triggered I remember Christmas Eve is what triggered my bulimia which is really really sad like it's really really sad and from then on it was fucking hell from Christmas Eve all the way to the end of Jan I was I, I went into bulimia which if you don't know is throwing up and it just was the rockiest rockiest path and I just if anything if I could just speak to that younger self I wish I just sat her down on that bed and go I don't care how much you've eaten tonight I don't care it's going to do nothing to you you are still safe you are still loved like just take a moment I know your tummy is full, whatever, go back out and just, you know, if you need to stay in your little bubble, but really just allow friends and family to be around you, be in their comfort, you do not need to do anything about it, right? And then maybe if I let myself not feel guilty, maybe the next day I would have never gone into that. Maybe the next day if I was told, I really don't want you to restrict today. I want you to eat breakfast and I want you to eat lunch and I want you to eat dinner, to eat dinner and not feel guilty about it. I don't want you to go on an extra walk. Maybe I wouldn't have gone down that path. Now, I do think that path was essential for my growth in terms of where I'm at now. But Lord would have helped me. And I don't want the way that I'm explaining it is yes I'm grateful I went down that path because of where it's brought me now but I was also very lucky that I had a switch within six weeks to go into recovery whereas people that have been struggling longer will know that you will keep going back into the cycle you will keep going back in and it will require you one day to switch your brain on and go this is not what I want and I'm deciding not to feel guilty and I'm deciding to go on from here right because at the end of the day, you don't need to be your slimmest or in a crucial point to be helped at. Does that make sense? You could have slight disordered eating and still need help and still be able to jump back from that instead of reaching a really, really, really low point. But I'm just saying that from going forward, not like I'm telling you what you should or shouldn't have done in your past. But I was just saying that from a place if you felt like that this Christmas or 
you know, maybe afterwards you can come back to this podcast and re-listen. Um, but just to know, you have the power to tell yourself that it's okay and it can be hard to start with and it's going to be a journey. But I just thought I'd say that. The next thing I want to talk about is someone said their struggle was wanting to lie in bed all day. Now, if I'm being honest, I don't see a problem with this. Do, <laughs> you know, when we've gone through a lot emotionally when we've gone through a lot of stress, when we've had a hard period at school or uni or work and you've got the Christmas break and you find yourself exhausted, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, your body is exhausted. It doesn't matter whether you've not worked out for ages or been super busy. You can just be exhausted and your body needs to rest and allowing yourself to have proper rest time is one of the most valuable things. You know, if you're scrolling on your phone, two weeks in a row every single day and you're just lying in bed you're not gonna feel revived whereas if you commit to like you know what i'm having a movie day i'm not gonna be on my phone too much i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna have a breakfast i'm gonna chill out you know i might walk to the shops quickly to get some food or something or some snacks or stay in your pajamas all day i freaking love a pajama day oh my god just to sit in your pyjamas, watching a film, you know, at one point, five hours in, your back might hurt, give it a little stretch, sit back down again, but giving yourself proper rest days, you're gonna want to get up in a few days, because you're gonna feel like, wow, I've actually rested, and, you know, you've got the flip side to it too, where can we incorporate a little bit of balance, like, if, let's say, I was feeling exhausted, right, and first day full pajama day right do it crack on be in your pjs watch films second day take yourself on a 10 minute walk or you know you can do this in whatever pace you want and you're still i i found a really good balance of like when i need to rest still being able to do one thing in my day to literally just boost my mood because obviously if you are still and not moving at all for a whole week you're going to progressively maybe not feel better and feel energized because things like exercise can really help and so sometimes i'll have a full pj day i'll get my clothes go to the gym whip out a little workout come home feel a bit more revived i can tidy up my place and i can sit back down again or just going on a little walk or if you're in another country you know you can go to the beach or be outside but just like being really, really gentle with it, adding one or two things to make yourself feel good. If you're like, let's say struggling with more of like the depressive side and you really can't get out of bed, it is gonna be really important to get a little bit of movement in each day, even if that's playing music and having a little dance in your room. Those endorphins you get from exercise are gonna be so crucial to you for you to feel better a little bit each, well, each, <laughs> a little bit more each day. Someone else said, thinking I have to do something and go out every day and not relaxing. Look, the holidays and your rest days are yours. You don't have to do shit. And I know sometimes you can look on social media and you feel like everyone's doing everything, like something every single day or doing fun things. But quite frankly, this is your life and just don't look on social media and you don't have to go out you can be in your own little bubble for two weeks if you really wanted to 
Another person said they struggle with saying no to plans. Now, I think I've always been quite blunt with it and just been like, don't feel up to it. I don't want to. And I think it is a really important thing to build. There was a great quote I put on my TikTok probably the other month. And it said, we're told, I can't say it exactly, but if you keep quiet, you're protecting the peace, right? So if you don't tell people how you feel, or if you don't want to go out, you're protecting the peace between your relationship. But then it said, whose peace are you protecting? Because you're not protecting yours if you don't actually want to go out and it's actually like something you don't want to do. You might be keeping the little relationship happy, but is it actually authentic, real one? If you can't go and say that. And I think the thing is, is that we're all scared of what other people think or say, or we're not a good enough friend, or we always flake, whatever. Quite frankly, if you explain yourself, even if they don't understand, you've explained yourself and you're doing you, and we're all allowed to do ourselves. And there may be months in a row where you don't feel like you want to go out, and that you're disappointing all your friends, but you're not. You're going through a little season of your life and you can just explain to yourself, I'm really not feeling it right now. If you do want to see someone and you want to do something different, be like, want to come around for a movie day? It's what I do with some of my friends when I don't have the energy to go out if I'm like quite busy with work. And I don't necessarily want to cancel, but I just don't have the energy to go do some of the more adventurous things they want to do. I'm like, look, I'm tired. I'd love to see you. Do you want to come around for a movie night? And most of the time they're like, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. So sometimes just suggesting something different can be quite nice but you saying no to plans is going to be a very big life skill and it's not just in your social life or in your personal life it's also going to come out in relationships when you're you know can authentically communicate what you want it's going to come out you know business opportunities in the future not saying yes to everything has been a massive help for me and actually fast-tracked me because if you say yes to everything not everything actually aligns with you. So that's something just to keep in mind. The next thing someone said was thinking of those you've lost in the years, um, which actually made me quite, you know, touch my heart. And a few other people said like missing my dad and hard to see like other people with their dad. And I'm sure some people have it with their mum too, if they've lost their mum or something, or if they're not with them. And like, I just wanna say I feel you. It was my dad's birthday two days ago and you know what it was I'd I'd actually talk about it right now for a little bit but sorry I just dropped my teddy cornflake um (laughs) but I really struggle with grief I do like and I don't know whether I don't want to say I actually do but I don't know why I used to have the perception that if you lost someone you'd be crying about them every day now some people do I know for a fact my sister processes and thinks about my dad every single day and I don't. I actually only process him on the days where either something massive has happened in my life and I really want to tell him, maybe that's once a year, and then two other days, the day that he died and his birthday, and they're quite literally the only days I give myself to think about him in that kind of grieving way. Not to say that it doesn't come up in my head about something positive or something, Um, but I have a natural ability to forget the days. So for many years, I've kept forgetting the day that he passed away by a few days. So I would remember two days after and I'd say to myself, oh, okay, you missed it. Maybe next year you can 
process them or something because I thought the only day that matters is the day that they've gone or their birthday. Anyways, I think that might have been a subconscious thing to forget the day or something because I'd remember like the day before and then somehow forget the next day. But this year, I remembered and I'd been on a long run in the morning. I felt on top of the world. It was amazing. It was like 18 kilometers run for my marathon training. And I got back and I got a text from my sister because I did tell her to remind me. She was like, just to let you know, it's the 16th in your time zone because she's in LA. So like literally a whole day behind. And it just hit me. And it actually hit me. And it was actually a blessing to feel something because I don't normally feel anything. And I think we forget that like in a weird way, it's a blessing to miss the people that we've lost and to feel something. And while crying my eyes out, I felt so lucky and honoured to be able to feel that for once. And it's probably the most I've ever processed in the day. I cried like four times. That's unheard of. One of the times I I was bawling. (laughs) Um, Well, I was bawling at all of them, but like proper noises were coming out. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, one of those. And the person that I was with actually really, really helped me kind of process them more like I've never hanged out with someone who doesn't get uncomfortable by it in a weird way like some of my friends are quite good at it but especially like guys and stuff they'd be quite like oh peak or like oh that's a oh do you know what I mean they wouldn't really say much but the person I was with was like let this be his day it's like, should we go get a little cake and put a candle in it? And I was like, oh my God. Like, I just would have never thought about that. And then like, when I lit the candle, they're like, I'll just go in the other room. You can like chat to him. And I was like, chat to him. That's like unheard of for me. For one, for me to do it. For second, for me to feel comfortable to know that I'm doing that around someone who isn't going through the same thing. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes any sense, but obviously they went in the room. But I was just like, it was the first time I think that I actually spoke to my dad, like while the candle was lit, I just kind of like, I don't know, it's quite uncomfortable even talking about it. Cause I'm like, he's not even there. Do you know what I mean? But it weirdly helped, weirdly. Like the hardest part for me about grief is the fact that I can't talk to my dad and hear him and losing a parent is like losing a whole support system it's like hearing the yin and yang to the like the advice you need when you only hear it from one parent you're missing out on a whole nother perspective and my dad is the opposite to my mum so it's why I always crave like wanting to hear something from my dad because I know it's so different to what my mum says and both helpful but both different and I don't think I have too many people in my life like my dad and yeah like I don't know it really touched me to have a moment actually just focusing on it and so if you are struggling with losing someone in the Christmas period don't be afraid to take yourself out at any point of the situation maybe if when no one's around or maybe if people are around and you've got no free time but to actually just like have a moment with them 
whether that's going on a walk and looking at the sunset or sunrise, lighting a little candle, writing a little letter, like giving yourself quality time to actually feel something, allow yourself to cry. And then most of the time when you've done the harder part of crying and feeling it, afterwards, because you've actually processed something, you can actually celebrate. And when it was my dad's birthday, like two days ago, just after we lit the candle, it was sunset and we were like, right, we're gonna go out for sunset, we're gonna have a cute night and whatever. And then obviously like when it had all happened and I was crying and stuff, lighting a candle, I was like, you know, they were like, do you really wanna go out? Like we don't have to. And I was like, no, I actually do. I wanna get dressed up and I wanna feel the joy now. And so bringing in both those elements of allowing yourself to feel deeper and then also then turning that around and enjoying yourself for them, celebrating the times that you did have, even if they're not conscious in your thoughts the whole time, but just feeling happy, making a special evening, maybe eating the foods that they liked, I don't know, but to actually let yourself have that. Um, in terms of like missing a mum or dad and it feeling worse when you see other people, I had it a lot when I was younger before my dad passed away my dad wasn't too much of my life up until the age of 10 well we were together till I was six and then we had four years where we weren't really in contact and I remember it was the hardest thing in primary school seeing all the little girls being picked up by their dad and I wasn't and it hit me like a rock and I think to just be aware that like that little child is within you potentially bringing them comfort, I think maybe not looking on socials too much if that is the triggering part, like seeing everyone with their family and around Christmas, like in reality, we don't actually need to look on our socials around the Christmas period, like we don't, it's really not an essential, I don't think it's an essential any time of the year, obviously we've all got it, well most of us, and it's okay and it's fine because it's kind of part of our generation but you're not obliged to look at it over Christmas, you're not obliged to post, it's not a one-up situation of, I had a better Christmas than you or not, we've all got different realities, I actually spent Christmas alone last year, well I actually ended up going to my friend's house for dinner, but like, I woke up on Christmas by myself, I had a little Christmas tree, I lived alone, and I just kind of romanticised it a little bit, like it was a little bit harder, but it was okay, and to know that's not every single Christmas, and it's actually quite a privilege to experience different Christmases. And I know the feeling of feeling like people have better Christmases than you. And you know it when you ask someone, what's your favorite time of the year? And they go Christmas and you're like, really? <laughs> and they've got traditional family, not traditional family, but like traditional routine or like loads of family, fun, everyone's there, roast dinner, presents, all of that stuff. Now, I haven't had years of that. And like, I've just kind of like, not accepted it through the years, but it's quite like a normal thing for me. Like there's been lots of Christmas holidays where I've been away in hotter countries. There's been lots of Christmases where I've been away from my family. You know, there's been Christmas where I've been alone. There's Christmases where I've been with friends. And, like, I've just kind of accepted, like, it's my little way of life. 
and I'm not mad about it. I definitely used to struggle a lot more seeing everyone get all their presents and having all of that. But I kind of just like make it my way. Like this Christmas, obviously I'm in Australia right now and we're getting a six bedroom house with a load of our friends. We're in Sydney, we're on the beach and we're gonna have a little friendsmas. And if I had told myself years ago when I kind of realized like, right, I'm never gonna have the happy family Christmas with all your cousins and all your extended family and waking up and going on a Christmas walk and round the tree and all that stuff. I wouldn't, I thought it was just, that was my future with Christmases and that they were never gonna be good. I never thought that I could actually take it in my own hands as an adult and do what I want. And like this year, it's my dream Christmas, to be honest, to wake up with friends on a beach. Like I've made it special to me and not to put anyone down who has those traditional Christmases because like, as I've said, like it's what I, it's what a lot of people want. And if you get to experience that, then that's amazing. But for the people that don't, like we do, as you get older, you do have access. Or I don't know if that's the right word, but you are able to kind of create what you want. Find a friend who doesn't celebrate. I know there's one of my friends who struggles around Christmas because her family doesn't really, she's got different like, I'm not Christian, different religion. And so Christmas isn't a massive thing. And she kind of struggles because everyone is obviously posting all their Christmas stuff and everything. And, you know, it's those moments like that where you like join up with a friend and do something Christmassy together that you know that another friend potentially doesn't have a whole family to do it with. Make it a little special day for you. And another thing that people said was not feeling the same happiness that you used to feel when you were younger potentially if you haven't had the traditional Christmases for a long time or not gonna have one this year if you've moved out or away from family or traveling the world. And what I've learned the last couple of years is you have to make it your own. You've got to put on the Christmas music. You've got to go out and buy candy canes and a little stocking or go take yourself shopping or go buy some Christmas decorations because for all you know, if you don't put the effort in, nothing's gonna happen. You're not gonna feel Christmassy. Whereas if you go put in that little bit of effort to go buy some like Christmas pajamas or little things, you're gonna feel that little bit of buzz. And don't dwell on the past, you didn't feel it like a kid because we were kids, but it definitely doesn't mean that we can't feel similar excitement. Like every every time I do something a little bit Christmassy, I'm like, oh, that was nice, bit of a treat. Another thing someone said was, the pressure to start fresh in January. Now, I remember old versions of myself. Oh my Lord, did she write so many New Year's resolutions. So many kind of like, it was like that big like restart energy, but in like a negative way. Like I wasn't doing good already. Like I wasn't enough already. That after Christmas, it was all gonna change. In reality, doesn't really work like that and when you put yourself in an insane amount of pressure to be productive in January you're just kind of gonna flop whereas now like I haven't really even noticed that we're going into January and it's like New Year's resolutions not to say that I won't write any because I do think there's a there's a magic within times of like a new school year or working year like September or your birthday or 
a new year where you can write down your goals and it can be like almost free motivation take it I love it but instead of jumping 10 blocks ahead and expecting yourself to be there reflect on what you have done where you are and the direction you would like to go in rather than a completely new reset be proud of what you've done this year and extend it like build on the stuff you've already built because you have built foundations to a new you already and just build on that so I'm not saying to myself oh my god in January I'm gonna just hit the gym loads and get ripped no 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 I'm doing great right now thank you very much I'm feeling good about myself right now January is just another month I'm gonna continue what I'm doing I'm gonna continue putting effort into my marathon training I'm gonna continue putting effort into my strength training you know maybe I'll have a little bit extra motivation but I'm not gonna go create some crazy goals that give me anxiety I feel like it also builds on the all or nothing approach if you've got this idea that you're gonna be a new human with a diet and a workout plan and body goals and productivity and no time to waste and all of this stuff right on January 1st or January 2nd because you might be a bit hungover if you drink on New Year's you're setting yourself up to like do the like the rest of December to maybe go in another way and not feel good about yourself and just do everything in a way of like oh but in January I'll be better whereas like enjoy yourself now don't get me wrong it's the holiday season, we're gonna eat, we're a bit more full, we're gonna train a bit less. But it will make the transition a little bit easier if you don't make yourself go so crazy in January because then you won't go so crazy in December. Not to say crazy is bad. I'll tell you what, when I go to Sydney in a few days and we've got 12 nights there from like 22nd, so before Christmas, to the 3rd of Jan, so after New Year's, we've got a lot of party nights we've got festivals we've got day boats we've got new year's christmas christmas eve we've got a lot going on and i'll tell you what i'll be letting my hair loose but there's no part of me that is already setting myself up to restart in jan no that's actually taking away from my christmas if i feel like i have to backtrack it does that make sense like i'm not even thinking that far ahead i'm literally working getting a little bit more work in the next few days so i can basically take some more time off on christmas and then gonna enjoy every single moment and i know by the time january 3rd comes over when i'm got my party out of my system or my socializing or whatever i'm gonna settle into a little bit more routine get back into things cool but i'm not i think that's the first time i've actually thought about it a few people, actually quite a lot of people said about exam season because obviously it's the Christmas holidays but a lot of people when they go back have exams or assignments and so finding it hard to fully switch off. Now my advice is going to be, ha- is going to, be to have dedicated days off. Dedicated days off where you are not expected to study and you're not allowed to feel guilty about it get a little plan, get a little calendar, write the days in the month out on a piece of paper, cross off the days where you know you're either busy or it's bloody Christmas or Christmas Eve, you know, maybe Boxing Day. And then on the days around it, you've got to write in a schedule and not a strict one every five minutes, but a 
I'm going to be doing two hours here, three hours here, one hour here. And then you need to bring that level of commitment to it. Because if you don't, you're going to procrastinate, you're going to waste loads of time, you're going to feel guilty, you're not going to get things done. But let's say you wake up tomorrow and, right, you've got exam season, but you also just want to chill. It's like, right, realistically, how many hours do I need to get? How many hours could I do tomorrow? If you think five hours, cool. Wake up at a certain time, do your breakfast, have your morning routine, do a two-hour block. Get it done. Don't procrastinate on it. Get it done. We're going to be strict here. Then step away. Go meet your friends. Go watch a movie. Go chill out, right? And then maybe come back after four or five hours or two hours. Come back. Do your other two or three hours. Get it done. And it's very... You've got to be really strict with yourself in and out. None of this middle ground. Should I do it now? I don't want to do it now. I'm going to scroll on my phone instead. I'm going to... I feel like I have to study for five hours even if things are only going in my brain for three do you know what I mean in and out you're either studying and doing your stuff or you come off and you relax and this is what I do for work because sometimes when I'm supposed to be doing something I'll have a little scroll on my phone and I'll be sitting there and I'll be like oh, I've wasted so much time or I should have been getting this done or I just want to relax whereas in reality the quicker I get things done the quicker I can fully relax and that relaxing isn't with my phone and scrolling and it sometimes go the other way around. Sometimes I can already guess that I'm tired. I've woken up and I'm not in the right mind state to work. But if I try and make myself do something, I will just procrastinate for as much time as I realise until I realise I'm procrastinating. So sometimes I start my day and I go, you're not working for the first four or five hours. Give yourself that full break. Because you're never going to really study 12 hours in a day. That's a bit silly, isn't it? right so imagine if you say to yourself i'm gonna wake up whatever time i want to wake up you know even if that's like seven eight these days in australia i'm waking up at five or four every morning mainly five um but say to yourself right i don't need to start anything till midday you're giving yourself full permission to relax you're not feeling guilty right because you've given yourself that permission and you're also trusting yourself that you're going to commit after midday and you're going to do your three hour block you're going to come away have a snack do your thing and maybe come back in and do a bit more but it's actually sometimes really helpful to give yourself those half days so you can very easily switch in and out instead of studying every other hour of the whole day so the way that i've talked about you know christmas and maybe not having the typical plans that other people have other people said you know alone on new year's eve now i know the feeling i've had a few new year's eves where you, it doesn't look like what other people are having, right? In fact, my best New Year's Eves were when I've been on holiday because I'm away, spontaneous plans with friends, cool. But it can be really hard when you're in your hometown or where you're living and you don't have friends around or you're not being invited to stuff. That can be hard. And, you know, just being aware of that to start with and then almost turning up for yourself a little bit and be like okay but what can I do is there anyone I could message is there anything that would really excite me um I remember last year me and my friend went out on new year's eve eve we just went into central London had a little bit of a boogie we were hung over on new year's eve and we just stayed in and you know 
we just were like chilling out we wrote our little manifestations stayed up till midnight watched the fireworks out from my window went to bed at 12 30 and it was quite enjoyable new year's eve and i didn't go look on my phone the next day and feel depressed about everyone doing their things i don't even remember if i looked at all maybe i didn't but i didn't have the typical plans that you might see highlighted on social media when they're with tons of friends out till 5am but I had a good New Year's Eve to also know that it's not every single New Year's Eve again we have seasons of our life we have seasons where we're living alone we have seasons where we don't have too many friends we have seasons where we're left out that's okay it's not every year because every year you grow as a person you meet new people you take risks you start a new life you whatever and things will come so it's hard but you know even putting on i think actually millie g and i did the same one years yeah we did millie was my last housemate so we lived together like two years ago but there was one night where we just stayed in we wrote our manifestations we listened to some music um like manifestation music it was so cute and went to bed so you can create anything you want even if you want to do that alone absolutely fine um and yeah the last thing that i want to end on is well someone said rude comments from family members family friends passive aggressive comments and realistically they are projecting their own stuff if they're questioning you lots about what you're doing in your life and and what you're gonna do next or i don't know if that's good enough or whatever they maybe aren't so proud of their own life and what they've done or they wish they were young again and didn't know didn't have their whole life planned out if someone is commenting about your body and the food you're eating they've got their food and body image stuff themselves or way too um not knowledgeable on it way too invested in it and caring about what other people look like or how much they eat like it's literally their shit so there's one thing to understand that that projection is a thing number two the way you reply can be quite subtle quite a humble reply but having a boundary like i've had it plenty of times when i've been at dinner with family at the beginning of my recovery or eating or something and they're like oh i shouldn't have dessert and I go, why not? It's yummy. Do you know what I mean? Simple little comment. Or they'd be like, oh, I don't know if we should get that. It's a bit like, it's a bit fattening or whatever. And you'd be like, it's okay to have what you want. I fancy it. Do you know what I mean? Like just giving like a straightforward, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I, I do it when, um, even when I hear girls around me like talking bad about their body, I'm like, hey, look gorgeous. A really subtle not getting too emotionally invested in it but just like no you look great or if they say like if i'm around girls and they're like oh my god it's gonna make me fat i'm like no i won't make you happy do you know what i mean really chill really just simple reply to it cut it off the next thing is if that doesn't work golden bubble rule let's say you're at a family dinner and there's just way too much tension there's way too many comments there's way too many things going on you need to imagine you've got a golden bubble around you. You're not gonna let anyone in there. Stay in your little golden bubble. 
physically imagining it will help them not attack you as much. You're gonna feel a little less approachable. Not to say shut down, like you're not feeling, don't try to shut yourself down from everything, but just imagine a little golden bubble. If someone says a rude comment, it bounces back to them. Cool, nice, nice auntie, thanks grandma, whatever. Keep your little golden bubble, keep in your little area. Um, try talk or hang out with people that do make you feel good within your family. Um, just limit conversation with people that do it. Um, but I hope that helped. I would love to know your kind of opinion on this podcast and see if it helped. I know it was a little bit more of like a random one within the holiday season covering kind of a lot of topics, some going deeper than others. But yeah, I'm honestly sending so much love. Enjoy your Christmas, if you're having one or not, if you celebrate it or not. Enjoy the day off. Enjoy your New Year's. Let yourself manifest. Yeah, I'm just genuinely sending so much love. I am now going to go to the gym. I went to the beach this morning. I didn't. I woke up at six. No, I woke up at five. I did a post because it worked with the time difference. And then finished like had breakfast and stuff lie down in bed and fell asleep till nine which was quite nice went to the beach got back had a shower chilled out for a bit recording a potty but yeah i'm gonna go to the gym see sunset on the way back and yeah do a bit more work in the evening but that's my day i'm now rambling and i'm sending lots and lots of love and i hope you guys have an amazing week bye